Hey, hello, welcome to the Heavy Hole Podcast. My name is Tom. Take it easy, Tom. It's Big Will, aka Uncle Buck. Justin here, guys. What's up, Justin? Ah, uh, nothing. You all right? Yeah. Everything good? Uh. Watching hockey over there? Oh uh, no, Thursday though. Starting. Oh, okay. How are the Rangers doing? What's up? Ooh, so I haven't started yet. Okay. I don't Looking follow. Good. I don't follow sports. <laughs> Looking good. I don't follow sports. I follow Finnish death metal, which is hockey adjacent. Yeah. Uh, got a nice Finnish guy on uh, on the Rangers. That, yeah, that's we, relevant. Yeah, uh, we got. I'll, let me come back to that uh, segue, but because um, we got a couple of nice Finnish guys we know too. Uh, I'm no slouch. Tom, what's going on with you? And you know, not a lot to report. I've been working a lot. Uh, been listening to some death metal. Been listening to a lot of MF Doom. Hmm. You know, R- shout R- out. R.I.P. Yeah, R- yeah, um, Sad news. MF yeah, Doom. yeah. That, that, that's a crummy one. So, uh, but besides that, everything's all right. You know, life good. goes on. Mm-hmm. Having a, a good time on the weekends, I suppose. Well, what about uh, you, man? Uh, all right. Um, <laughs> doing a little bit of the old death metal. Uh, not just some... This guy said. This guy said I listen to some death metal. I listen to lots of death metal. Too, I listen to too much death metal every day of my life. Oh, thanks for making me feel uh, shorter. I, 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 <laughs> listen, he was doing the MF Doom tribute. I'm not going to step on that. I rehearsed with Afterbirth yesterday. Awesome, oh, very beautiful nice. experience. There Actually, Sunday because we're doing this on Tuesday. It's wild. How are those um, guys doing? Uh, right? it, it was it was well. Dave is back. We're doing our full band rehearsal thing, Love it. taking certain precautions and all that sort of thing. But the whole band is back in town. Everybody's back. We got the bass player in there. We got the four piece going. I went there early, practiced drums. Played. Mm. I I was behind the drum kit by myself. You know that song "Rhythm Is a Dancer." Yeah. I was doing blast beat like skank beats to that. Nice. Rhythm is Ted dancing. I was doing stupid, silly things in the rehearsals. Shout to Dare Studio in Deer Park. Uh, I was I was stupid. No, seriously, I um I I'm getting back into the drum game. Good. I love it. I got to play. I, I a few years. I was look. I was never Dave Lombardo. I was never. Um, uh, uh, David Hasselhoff or whoever, yeah. uh, you know, because he runs on the beach. He's probably better at double bass than me. I, I, but I did play drums for a few years there. I got my chops up. I could play a little bit of the old reggae beats, things like that. I could, I could thrash a little bit around. You know, I could do it, do the old cymbal clutch. Oh, Six. nice. Oh, you know, I was, I got pretty tight with the cymbal clutches, not so tight with the double bass. But uh, I'm getting back into it. Uh, I'm, I got to teach myself how to play drums again. I, I got to start from scratch, you know. I heard a demo where you were playing drums. I you weren't supposed to. Who leaked <laughs> that? What's going on here? The internet's a powerful tool, but yeah, I gotta you, say, not so bad. Will Sherwood Keep it uh, up. Sherwood Weber still hacking into our uh, files here on the Heavy Hole Podcast? Shout out to him. Yeah, I gotta. Uh, yeah, I gotta I, get a VPN. Get off my server. Yep. Listen, I hopefully he hasn't hacked the Segway, and he's and like he's gonna like drive me off road at a hundred miles an hour on the Segway from his computer. I, they can do that with the the AI cars now, right? Like people can hack your yes, your yeah, self driving yeah, car it's on the app, apps that, uh, numbers th- that allegedly waves. happens. Like somebody could hack your. Didn't that happen? Uh, no, I don't think that actually has happened yet. Yeah, with the auto, be, yeah. there are allegedly concerns. Yes, that that might be possible. Quantum, Alleged, alleged quantum so, computing is a threat to the future in general. It's look, what TikTok is if doing. If somebody works yeah. for a company that manufactures artificial intelligence cars, I don't want the legal team coming at me. These are all baseless allegations. Yet, who knows? The future is unwritten, like right. they said in Terminator. Mm-hmm. Um, regardless. Uh, I hope nobody hijacks my segue through artificial intelligence because Go. I got a good one. Get it. Justin, you're talking about nice Finnish men. Yeah, Capo Caco. Yeah, hockey. Love the, it. The Finnish. Uh, look, I talked about, you talked about having a nice weekend. 
Yes. Yeah, I, well, I didn't, but that's good. I did. Justin, you yeah, talked about nice, professional Finnish men. Sure did. Young boys. Uh, Tom, you talked about taking it easy on the weekend, relaxing mm-hmm. in the summer cabin. Bingo. Yeah, great. Allegedly. Uh, I talked about playing drums. A nice Finnish man who <laughs> plays drums, sometimes in the summer cabin, sometimes in the winter cabin. We're going to find out. Seppo Tatila, classic, legendary Finnish death metal personality, drummer of Demigod, uh, drummer and guitarist at different points of a drama lick. We're going to get him on the horn. Call up Finland right now. So we, yeah. we've, we've sorted out. We had a little problem with WhatsApp and with um, you know the re- the recording stuff here. I have uh, my two co-hosts um, uh, who engineer everything uh, here. Uh, I'll introduce Tom. Hey man, how are you? I'm fine. Yeah, and you? Very good. Thanks for joining us. How's it going? <laughs> it's fine. Very nice, nice to hear you, Justin. Yeah, that's great. It's great. I know. Yeah, you just had the same question asked three times, but I still want to know how's it going. <laughs> <laughs> you know, when you come to this age, you need, need some repeats. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, you man. You know what I mean? Yeah, uh, yeah. We're, know, we're suffering from dementia. We're gonna hold you to that because I got some questions for you uh, about about the old school stuff today, man. Uh, and and uh, I I tend to hog up all the time uh, for the interview, man. So it'll, it'll probably be a lot of my voice, um, and and my co-host will interject a little bit. Okay. You know, I, I just, uh, I've been thinking the whole day about the old stuff and uh, I forgot uh, most of the dates and uh, not the names. I still remember my own and Esa and Tero and Sami, but uh, you know, it's going to be difficult, <laughs> but let's try it. Okay, well, we just want to know uh, some of your recollections, man. We're, we, we're not um, writing an encyclopedia here. It's fine. <laughs> So okay, okay, okay. All right. Uh, I, I mean, we'll just we'll just keep going, man. This is pretty good. Yeah. Uh, uh, so, and and by the way, speaking of names, you say you remember the names. Makes I, you know, I, I'm from New York. I have trouble pronouncing some uh, some things from uh, different countries. Is uh, your name is Seppo Tatia? Yeah, yeah, it is. Okay, it quite good. Okay, all right. We're off to a good start then. Uh, and an- <laughs> another word that I may or may not pronounce correctly. Your home uh, town, if it's a town or a county, uh, is it Luima? Luima. Luima. Yes, uh, it is. Luima. Uh, yeah, it is. Yeah, and for death metal fans who know their history, a lot of people know this for Demigod and Adramalek, uh, this town. Yes, yes. Um, and that's yes. p- part of the reason why I reached out to you is because you're featured very prominently. Um, you're, you're kind of like a big link between those two bands. Is that fair to say? <laughs> I think uh, uh, it's uh, it's like uh, 
uh, we are just a small town and a small group of uh, heavy metal fans here and then we knew each other and there were not too many musicians, not too many drummers or guitarists or bass player. So it just happened. I had friends with, uh, I was friends with, uh, with Esa and Tero and also Jarko from Adramlets. So things just just happened here. <laughs> okay, and there yeah. was not nothing special special about it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's ne- it's never it's never special uh, when when it's you and your buddies, man. But then uh, people all around the world are uh, are interested in it, and, and so so let's talk a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Even before the bands begin, uh, growing up in Loima. Uh, is, is is it right that it's a fairly rural community with more of a farming and agricultural background? Uh, it is, yes. And uh, uh, when we were kids, uh, we had uh, we were listening to Kiss, and uh, we knew about Motorhead. We listened to Motorhead and stuff. And uh, listening to that kind of music was against the agricultural uh, nature of this town. And uh, we wanted to be rebels like all the youth, you know. <laughs> so we want to look like uh, different. And uh, so there was uh, like we were 10 or something when we started to listen to Kiss and Motorhead. And uh, as I was older, I knew him, but uh, I was admiring him. But uh, but uh, I didn't dare to grow the long hair and stuff. <laughs> You know what I mean? Yes. But, uh, yes. but uh, it, was, it was like that. And uh, there was a uh, Soviet Union and uh, and uh, USA and Europe was somewhere there. And the bloody Swedes were the fuckers were in the neighbor. So it was different kind of world. But uh, we got LPs around the, from the world and seven inches and cassettes. It was, uh, they were brought from, I think, mostly from via Sweden. And uh, that's, that's, that was cool. We went to the record store and uh, LPs were really, really uh, expensive. But uh, when somebody bought a new one, we went to their house and uh, we listened, uh, you know, 24-7 about uh, of, of that album. That was the life <laughs> back then. What uh, what were some of the maybe maybe more unexpected albums or or albums that you remember being more extreme that you guys got a hold of there when it was harder to come across this music? Slayer, uh, Terro and Esa found out Slayer quite early, and uh, and um, oh, this is the part which is really hard for me. <laughs> we should call Esa, and you know. Esa knows, Esa knows everything. He remembers every album and every band. But uh, Slayer was the first uh, aggressive band, I oh. think, because it was available here. And uh, also some, uh, I think Exodus was quite soon after, uh, in the 80s, Metallica, first albums. Okay. And uh, this yeah, it was uh, stuff that you get uh, easily mm-hmm. from the record store. 
Yeah, the, the, the bigger bands that we hear a lot about, um, regardless of where people grew up, Metallica, Iron Maiden, stuff like that. Yes, Iron Maiden was one of those. And uh, also, uh, the Esa and Tetero, they went to this uh, record store in Turku, which, which is the, the big town in the area. And uh, the guy, Teje Kalden, uh, Comeback Records was the name of the store. He was uh, keen on buying uh, seven inches around uh, from Sweden, and the Swedes got those uh, seven inches and uh, underground albums around the world somewhere. I don't know where, but the very weird guy he got us introduced to de- especially death metal and thrash metal. So, so uh, and also Luxi and Jamie Lahtinen. Luxi Lahtinen is from uh, from Anjami. They are 30 kilometers from here, and Luxi is a promoter uh, from Sweden, uh, from Finland, and uh, they they got us some tapes. So that's how it happened. It just happened. <laughs> it w- well, there was a. It was sounds like it was part of the bigger death metal explosion going on in the, in the late 80s and early 90s and you mentioned comeback records i should say um I, I i was fortunate to receive recently uh the i pre-ordered the rotting ways to misery the history of Finnish death metal book that recently came out okay yeah and you you're quoted yeah, yeah. and there's a chapter about you and and your friends and demigod and there's also some uh some talk in there about a drama lick, so i did review it uh for, for the interview okay. and, and they talk extensively about comeback records as well uh, in that book so that's that's interesting to know um, yeah uh, comeback records was for, from uh, was in a really old uh, house downstairs really dirty and uh, <laughs> uh, you know old stylish LP store and the guy was really you know he was nice, but he was there was something, something, you know. He, he was uh, at that time, in in my eyes, he was something abnormal. You know, how can you get uh, excited about that kind of music? And even though he was dressed up like a, like a, like a businessman or something, so I was like, <laughs> what the fuck is who is this guy? <laughs> so he was, he was a nice guy. He was a nice guy, and he was really interested in these bands, old thrash metal and uh, death metal. And he was promoting heavily all the time. All right, man. So, uh, and and for people who've read that, but the book's obviously highly recommended. And you mentioned before we should talk to Ace. So we'd love to talk to a lot of your bandmates and and peers and other people over the years. We. We just had a lot of guests on the show in the last few weeks from the old school Florida scene here in the United States. We kind of focus on regions at a time, so we, we will be reaching out to some of your peers. But we got you here, um, and before we get into, you know, you talked a lot about the tape trading and getting into metal, but you yourself, uh, Seppo, uh, and maybe tell us, is music part of the curriculum in, in Finnish schools or in school where, where you went to? Uh, how do you end up learning music? Were you a musician before you discovered heavy metal? Uh, it is, and in, in our hometown there's a, a special music school also. 
So everybody went there. I was there for uh, not everybody, but uh, if you are interested in in in, in the music or playing, you go there. And uh, you know, I was there like half a year uh, playing trumpet or what is it? Trumpet? Is it a you, you blow and there's a terrible noise. Or something. <laughs> that sounds about right. Trumpet, you know, yeah. Trumpet, trombone. You know, yeah. my mother mother told me I came uh, uh, came from there, and my mother told me this is hopeless, so leave it. <laughs> and I I went to, went to uh, uh, work to a work in a cultural. Uh, what is it in our towns? Uh, not. Uh, department of the culture, and uh, I was in uh, some museum for the su- for the summer, and I got some money, and I bought my first drums. And I, I was all, all, all the summer I was thinking like, fuck that music. Uh, I want to play some heavy metal, and uh, you know, <laughs> you know, in a school we when we we did listen, we wanted to listen to heavy metal and uh, teachers didn't want they were uh, how do you say they were uh, old stylish and uh, really conservative mm-hmm. and we wanted to be against them and dress up like uh, like in a heavy metal church and stuff so that's how we got into into playing and uh, I think also Esa played in his I think Esa started to play somewhere 86 or 7 or something, thrash metal band. They had a thrash metal band, uh, what was the name? Nemesis was the band and uh, I went there at a training spot and heard some some, uh, some song and it was, it was mind-blowing stuff. But the music was there. Also heavy metal music. We had bands like Tarot, whose uh, bass player played in Nightwish huh. okay. until now, and uh, Hanoi Rocks, rather rock band, but uh, but uh, somehow they were uh, inspired inspired some bands here and uh, bands like that. So, heavy metal was there, and there was one uh, magazine called Suosikki, which promoted heavy metal. Even Wasp was here, they didn't get permission to play in Helsinki, so they went 45 kilometers from uh, from uh, Loimaa to the north, to Huittinen, it was maybe 84 or something, and as I went there, they didn't get permission anywhere else, and uh, because of the stage presence, you know, there's a change, and you know, you can see the testicles behind some uh, leather. <laughs> Maybe there was cucumber or something. I don't know. You know, and blood on the stage. But you know, you could see that uh, you go. You, you, there was the only place, and Esa, Esa was a really he, he still is a rebel. So he went there with some friends, and uh, I didn't dare at that time, but, uh, you know, there was some rebellion, heavy rebellion here, heavy metal rebellion. <laughs> how do you say it? Yeah, yeah that, that's how that's how you say it, man. Um, uh, wow, so it's it's kind of, it's fair to say that uh, Luima is a, a fairly rural, more conservative community. 
Um, yeah. How do you think that affected? Because Adramalek and Demigod both, they're not necessarily blood and guts bands. They're not overtly satanic bands. Um, they deal, it seems that they deal a little bit more with esotericism and, and history and things like that. Is that fair to say that, that maybe that influenced it a little? Yeah, that's, that's, that's true. Because Esa uh, hated black metal from the beginning. He, uh, you know, I don't know if you know uh, Chaos Graphics, Turka Rantanen. I, oh, I've heard the of Chaos Graphics. Yeah, Turka was from it was from Loima too, and Turka was listening to Venom and uh, black metal bands, Bathory. So Esa hated that one, those bands. So he didn't want to mix up with uh, satanic lyrics. So he went to this uh, dark and uh, you know anxiety is popular. You know we all know anxiety from when we are uh, to 12 to 15 or 16. You know, he was, uh, he, he didn't want to uh, write about, uh, maybe about that one, the experience and uh, the darkness stuff. And uh, I think Jarko was, uh, Jarko was uh, interested in, uh, in these mystic uh, things. Uh, I think because, I'm not sure, but uh, he just found it why uh, he's uh, uh, big for the Turka, who is the chaos graphic guy. I think uh, somewhere there. And uh, Jarko is a nice but weird guy, so I think those lyrics and that kind of uh, character uh, goes well with his his bands. So I think that's the story. Also, Tero was good, uh, good songwriter, you know, a lyrics writer. So he was interested in uh, in dark, dark dark things and uh, mystic things, but didn't want to write about uh, uh, six 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 kind of stuff. <laughs> yeah, I don't, know, I don't know why. Yeah, well, it, it always it, it always set um, the bands apart with a different atmosphere. And something I'd like to ask about, um, not necessarily related to metal, and I ask respectfully, um, and we understand if maybe this is something you don't want to talk about. Uh, but in my research, I did notice that the, that the area of Loima is associated in some way with a legend of um, uh, a, a, fish, a Finnish fortune teller or allegedly a witch, uh, a Prada Kitty. It is. It is. It is. I help you to pronounce it. It is Prata Kitty. Prata Kitty. Oh, nice one. You got it uh, right away. <laughs> okay, man. Great. Will's doing great tonight. All right. Yeah. So, well, so I, I, I mean, I, I asked. I, you know, I didn't want to like um, pry into this if it was something people take very seriously. Um, but I don't, I don't know if maybe you could elaborate on that. Uh, Pratakiti was a witch uh, who, you know, was. Uh, we talked about it at school, for instance. And everybody know about Pratakiti. If you go to the big big church, you know, it's like six kilometers from here, the Kantaloima church. You at uh, 12 in the night and you uh, walk 12 times around the church, Pratakiti will appear you to you. So there was uh, fairy tales 
and they tried to drown it, drown her to the river of Loima, and they put some, uh, uh, how do you say it? It was like a wheel from uh, concrete, concrete and stone, huh. and they put it uh, around her neck and uh, t- tried to drown her into the river. So he came up and, uh, um, what is the word? Uh, he like, um, it was like a boat to her and she, she sailed away with the, with the uh, concrete and the stone wheel. Oh. So there was something magic, magic going on with her all the time. And uh, there was a mystic uh, artist also around Loima. Uh, he has a statue park nearby. And uh, there was a fairy tales all the time in our childhood. And uh, we, we have been talking about this. And we think uh, these fairy tales, Pratakiti and this artist with his uh, weird paintings and statues was uh, the influence that we didn't ne- recognize at that time. You know what I mean? We didn't uh, get, the, we didn't want to get the influence, but it was in, in, in our, our minds. Because you hear the fairy tale from the first grade from in yeah. school, and, and you know, you know what I mean. Yeah. Uh, I think there's, there's, uh, and there's fairy tales about, uh, there's uh, stories about the war, and, uh, and the stories about Lapland and the witches here in Finland. So I think they have influence uh, on us. Wow. Heavy influence. <laughs> Wow, I'm I'm glad I asked about that. Thank you for sharing that. Um, and I was and I was wondering if maybe it played an influence in the bands, you know, lyrically and the atmosphere in a way. Atmosphere is here, <laughs> the the darkness. When I now I watch out of the window, the darkness is here, and uh, and the uh, coldness, and uh, you know, we got uh, influence about the about the nature. Of, of of Finland and Loima and the and the north and wow. a good question really good question uh, you know I always thought the the old days were the good days but uh, now nowadays you get information you can ask really good questions <laughs> <laughs> and you need good work, good research work well, thank, you know, thank we you. have been talking about these things with uh, with uh, with I don't see Esa that much. He's living in a two kilometers away from me, but we see in a sports hall. He's in a track and field coach, and I used to be a basketball coach. But uh, some so once a year or once in a two years, we 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 chat about uh, about uh, death metal and uh, and uh, death metal scene in Loima and Finland and uh, what happened and why why did things happen that way but they happen <laughs> you know yeah we're I mean, starting to get old wow uh, all right man um well again glad i asked uh and on that note um we talk about what happened in, in luima the death metal scene you mentioned yarko and turka i hope i get their last name correct rantanen yeah yeah rantanen rantanen uh, two brothers that are infamous to death metal fans, I think, who are aware of the Finnish death metal scene. Um, 
Yarko kind of seen as the main man behind a Dramalek, keeping it going all those years, and Turka being known as a artist whose work has graced not only a lot of the classic Finnish albums, but he's branched out to, to other bands. He's still, uh, every once in a while, you still see an album pop up, you know, the, the last year or two with, with his work on it um, from bands. Yeah. Uh, did, did you grow up with those brothers? Uh, I was in uh, preschool with Jarko, hmm. but we didn't know that much. I have a picture of, of him in the, in the same school picture with him. But uh, we knew each other. But the blast was in, uh, in maybe in the sixth grade when Jarko and Turka uh, went to see. How do you pronounce Dio? Dio. You, you did. Ronnie James Dio. Yeah. So yeah. in in Helsinki Ice Hall, and uh, <laughs> the principal. Uh, asked Jarko to his office and told him, you know, this kind of stuff, you know, will will somehow ruin your life and you are not allowed to be, be the next day off from school and uh, the teacher will uh, follow your uh, presence in the school the next day and you have to blah, 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 blah. And Jarko came to us and told him, uh, you know, fuck this guy. Jarko is really, really, really shy But what? But when when he talk about this Dio concert, when then then I realized this guy, this guy is the the, the man. You know, I want to hang out with this guy, and <laughs> you know, he was a hero, real hero to see. Uh, maybe it was what year was Last in Line? Was it Last in Line? Six eighty? I don't know eighty. It must have been somewhere eighty, uh, maybe. 584 I don't remember okay but you know the, uh, from then I knew him really well and the, in the, uh, the from seventh to ninth grade we were friends and we started to hang out and started the brands well, actually I started to play with Jarko <clears throat> and uh, and Tuomas Alanitsila who was part of the record in uh, which album? I don't know. The album they made some years ago. And uh, and uh, we started to play with them. Uh, Turka was uh, always around. He was really he was really enjoying all kinds of metal. Uh, except Candlemas. He hated <laughs> Candlemas and Wonderboom. <laughs> so... All so right. once 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 uh, Esa locked up the Turka in his Corolla and played Candlemans and uh, opened Wunderbaum uh, packages. So it was a total, uh, how do you say, torture for Turka. <laughs> All right, man. Well, we we'd love to talk to um, both of those uh, guys eventually about about their work. Um, but talking about um, growing, you know, you mentioned jamming with them. Something I got from that "Rotting Ways to Misery" book in the chapter about demigod is—is is it fair to say were you actually um, playing with with Yarko in a Dramalek and then left to join Demigod very early on? Mm, we didn't. Uh, we had a band, but it was not a Dramalek. I think Yarko. Okay. Yarko wanted to play something. Jarko was first keen on Swedish 
we got uh, demo tapes from Sweden and he was keen on Swedish uh, death metal but then he wanted to play something of his own and when we separated Jarko started to play first Adromalek uh, with a little bit Swedish influence but then he wanted to separate it totally and wanted to play his own style but I did play first with Jarko I don't remember that uh, every weekly changing names anymore, but mm-hmm. there were bands. Okay, I just and uh, yes. Well, no, I'm sorry, sorry to cut you off. I was just asking because we look back at the, at the timeline, and both Demigod and Adramalek start their demo cycles in like '91, '92. There's several demos released. Um, and we know that you joined Adramalek uh, officially back around, what, ni- 1995 for the fall? Yeah, Jarko didn't have too many guys in the band. And uh, uh, that, at that time, I hung out, out with Jarko a lot. So, and also Jani, who was the part of the band. Mm-hmm. And uh, Demigod was, you know, non-active. So... We were talking with Jarko one summer, and when then we decided, oh, what the heck, why shouldn't we play together? You know, we we recycle musicians here. You know, you have to play in every band, maybe. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's how it is uh, where we're from on Long Island, New York. If you know, like uh, Pyrex- okay. Pyrexia, Internal Bleeding, Suffocation, a lot of those bands yes. are in similar circumstances through the years. Yeah, I, I, I remember all of those bands yeah. really well. They're, they're all still going, just, you know, it's like you said with the lineups, there's musicians that, that come and go for various reasons, um, you know. And, um, uh, well, because that, that's why I wanted to get, in, get into that, because I guess the impression that some death metal fans have had over the years is that in your area, Luima, growing up, uh, there was enough members for Demigod, and Demigod kind of got out there. You put out that split with Necropsy from Finland very early on, and then Slumber of Sullen Eyes is regarded as kind of a classic death metal release in 1992. Is it fair to say that Adramalek was in some ways overshadowed by Demigod, and maybe there wasn't enough musicians at that time for both bands to, to, uh, to be full-time? Oh, it is fair, fair to say, and uh, I think Jarko a little bit, uh, uh, a little bit suffered from from that. That he was a shy, he was he is a shy guy, and uh, Esa is outspoken. Tero is outspoken. Esa and Tero were really active as it comes to tape, tape trading. Really active, you know. They once got. Uh, at that time, post office was uh, was uh, run by the, the government of, of Finland, and they followed every post. You know, they got a uh, uh, call from the from from Helsinki or Turku, and they asked, "Why are you getting so many letters?" <laughs> and uh, cash, what is inside those letters? Last week, you got two hundred letters. You know, and uh, Jarko was really shy guy. He was into tape trading, but not that much. He was not, uh, you know, the guy who spent uh, listen, spent time. He, he did spend time 
listening to the music and making music, but uh, writing letters. So I think uh, that's a really uh, fair to say he was a little bit uh, shadowed with his pants. Well, he was shadowed by a demigod, uh, you know. Mm-hmm. But uh, but uh, Esa and Tero made really good work uh, at time of uh, at the time of unholy domain. You know, they had so many friends around the world, and uh, we had so many <laughs> we had so many bands to listen to. And uh, when Esa and Tero when they when they are keen on something, they you know they put 110 percent about uh, of of that uh, interest. You know, I think that's what happened. Uh, that's not maybe that's not uh, romantic or most brutal, but that's the truth. I think. <laughs> well, it it you sounds know. very reasonable. Uh, makes sense. Yeah. And, uh, and, and yeah. talking about Yarko again, we'd love to give uh, all these people we're speaking of the opportunity to give their um, perspective uh, on things on on the show. That everyone has an invitation, um, but. Talking about Adramalek and Yarko, it also seems like Yarko had a very solid, like, singular vision. Uh, like I said, he kind of kept that band going uh, through the years with with different lineups. Is it true that he actually, at one point, taught himself to play drums to, to keep that band going? Did I get that right? Uh, yeah, that's true. That's true. Yarko is, uh, uh, Yarko is a long-distance runner. You know that guy who is uh, who is still going and pushing on uh, after after 30 miles or something, uh, and he wanted this. Uh, Adramalek was like uh, <laughs> like uh, his own kid. You know, he wanted to go on. He had a vision. He was always keen on. He wanted to train the practice drums. He bought electric drums. Because the neighbor uh, uh, complained about his uh, playing drums, and he recorded once, I think, in some album, he recorded drums in his living room, uh, electric drums. Yarko, if, if you interview Yarko, he will he will tell you the truth. But there was something going on in his, his uh, room, and he made demos by himself, and then he asked people to come to listen and uh, uh, he asked some some somebody to play guitar the other guitar maybe and somebody to play bass so Yarko was really really enthusiastic even though he was shy but he was kind of a long distance runner who, who, who is not who is making a lot of work but not shouting around like uh, Esa and Dero they, they were like uh, uh, like uh, Usain Bolt of, of death metal, you know, <laughs> always, always shining, always shining and crying, you know, you know what I mean. Uh, so, so uh, that's what happened. That's what happened. Yeah. Uh, all right, I get. It. Yeah, Yarko made a little bit less noise, um, uh, and, and it seems like it was something yes. personal for him. I, I always remember reading years ago that he had taught himself to play drums. And we see that there's a time period between Spring of Recovery uh, and the Fall EP in 95, which the Fall is the first time we see you on an Adramalek release. 
Um, uh, yeah. Now, you talked about, you know, you were hanging out with Yarko. You said, why not? Then in 1996, the next year, you have the Psychostasia album, on Repo, again, on Repulse Records. Uh, and then you switched to drums for the 7 EP um, uh, within two years of that, right? Yeah, that happened. Now you, now that you talk about it, uh, it really happened. But I don't, I don't remember why. <laughs> I don't really remember why okay. there was something going on. There, there might have been, there may have been some problems with the. Darko had some problems with his legs or hands because of the style he used in in drumming. Mm-hmm. And it, it might have been that, but uh, I don't remember. I don't remember why we changed a mixture of we used to do these these things, but I don't know why. (laughs) There might have been something about his health or something, health issues. Yeah, well, we've spoken to several drummers uh, in metal bands who've had... um, you know, issues with their joints and and their limbs from from, uh, playing extreme metal, it happens. Uh, and and I just thought it's interesting to to note that that you played guitar on those two Adramalek releases and switched to drums. Now, when you were playing guitar, how much input did you have in the writing, or was it always Yarko's project and he did everything? Uh, we did some demos in this in one summer before the decision of of, of jo- me joining Adramalek. And uh, I had some riffs, and uh, we made some, uh, even some, uh, in, even some Finnish folk music. In when we were drunk, <laughs> but uh, but uh, by ourselves, uh, made by ourselves. But then we, I had some riffs, and I wanted to try some. And Jarko, Jarko was keen on some riffs, and he wanted to let I let him change and arrange the songs. And he wanted to, he want, wanted something different, but not not too different, but a little bit different in in his music. So he accepted all my riffs and uh, little changes somewhere there, and uh, then then those uh, riffs went uh, uh, well in, in in those songs. We did it. We did uh, songs together, and. Uh, and we played guitar somewhere, maybe in his house or I don't remember. And we made some songs in a training spot too. And uh, it was fun time actually. Now that you, you you mentioned about it, it was really fun and free time. We were we were working in a post, in a night post. We were uh, um, deliver, delivering uh, newspapers mm-hmm. at night time. So we had some, we had a lot of free time, and uh, it was really, really fun, really fun. And we were listening to death metal when we were driving uh, with postcard around the around uh, the town and uh, continent, uh, this area. It was fun time. Uh, all right. Mm. Well, the, the that's interesting that you talk about the uh, the writing process because I've. As a fan, as a listener, I've always preferred Psychostasia and Seven as um, my top Adramalic choices, uh, not to put down any of the other albums. Uh, so I was curious about the, that, that writing process that went into it. And Adramalek has always had maybe a little bit more of a mysterious 
uh, atmosphere than than s- certain other bands, um, and may- and maybe that that's why because it, it's uh, uh, the, the 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 struggle of, of Yarko over the years to to keep the band going. We know that recently, we should say, um, Extreme Music uh, released Recoveries of the Fallen CD, which collects the demos, the Springer uh, Recovery, and the Fall, uh, all on a CD, Um, uh, just for listeners. Uh, Now, have you been in touch with Yarko, uh, you know, throughout the process for these re-releases that come up or anything, or do you speak to him? Uh, we we have been in contact because I'm a godfather of, of, of his son and he's a godfather of my son. And uh, <laughs> we are friends. And, uh, but, you know, I have to be honest, we don't talk about death metal. Uh, we have seen each other this autumn maybe twice. And we have a WhatsApp group uh, with uh, Jarko and Jani from Adramalek. Uh, but we uh, we should talk with Jarko and Jani. We we had this uh, idea of uh, of uh, spending a night in a cottage, uh, but uh, but because of the COVID nineteen, we cancelled it. We were uh, you know we were about we were uh, we, we had this uh, uh, plan to talk about that times and listen to the music we made. And, and listen to the music we used to listen, but uh, we have to change the schedule now because because of this COVID-19. Nobody wants to pay off from work and nobody wants to get sick. So so, but we 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 haven't. We, we are in contact every week, every week. That's, that's like the best possible um, answer you could have had. That's great. That's great to know. Um, that's that's really endearing to know for fans of the of the of the group and. Um, uh, you know, I, ju- I just wanted to talk uh, about, you know, maybe if there was any possibility of a reunion, but it, it sounds like you guys are kind of just taking things casually. Uh, Jarko has been talking about re- reunion a uh, few times, but uh, they have a family now. Uh, kids are, you know, my... Uh, you know, I should know these things. Uh, now that I have no no longer wife to remind me, so I don't remember. But he, maybe it will. And uh, the and uh, you know, they are. Uh, Jarko is not. Uh, he told me he has not a possibility to to make any reunions right now. But 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 me, uh, fifteen and uh, twenty. So I'm here with my dog, you know, I can't re- re- do a reunion with him, uh, the dog, but, uh, you know, I have a lot of time, but, uh, but uh, I play with, uh, if you remember, Sami Vesanto, who played, uh, who actually uh, was with me producing uh, uh, Shadow Mechanics. Yes. Sami Vesanto was the bass player, so we are rehearsing a new song, which is partly from the from the uh, late eighties, early nineties, uh, Demigod, for the for the re-release of Slumber uh, of the Sullen Eyes, uh, uh, Swart Records. So we are making a one new song. 
and I've been talking about this uh, reunion stuff with Sami. But, uh, <laughs> you know, we have come to the conclusion Esa has a big family, uh, four kids, and they are doing sports. You know, I don't know where... Uh, no, no, okay, I know er- Tero is in, in Turku or Raisio, but I don't know. Nobody wants to go, uh, you know, nobody wants to uh, rehearse or something, you know. We are old guys. Uh, Esa told me there is no enough money. Uh, some uh, concert uh, promoter from Denmark asked us to play uh, in Denmark two or three years ago, and uh, he told uh, he gave me this uh, uh, sum of money, and you get this money. You know, let's talk. Let's say like five, I don't remember five thousand euros. So I told Esa, and Esa told me to uh, tell this guy uh, uh, he might consider if you put one zero <laughs> at the end <laughs> yeah and uh, he will be there if you put two <laughs> <laughs> so you know you know what he you know yeah. is always uh, a blink in his eyes you know he is he's kidding but the, the the truth is he's not he's not going to play anymore or or, or sing or or Crawl, but uh, but uh, Jarko Jarko is uh, I believe Jarko could do that one when when uh, and tears uh, grow up Jarko could do it Jarko is that kind of guy he buys drums electric drums and guitar and bass and then he goes in a summer holiday in a cottage for a month and then he makes album you know Jarko is that guy, kind of guy <laughs> you know yeah. you never know. But uh, but but not me, not Esa. Yeah, no, we don't, we don't. Well, well, that's that's really interesting insight into the nature of both bands, um, and the differences between both bands. Because, li- like you said, it's a it's from a small area where um, everybody had to be involved in both bands, and and the bands had to share members. And death metal fans uh, have been aware of that through the years. Um, so this this was really interesting insight into that. Uh, and I wanted to just ask you quickly, you've been very generous with your time, we appreciate it, um, about maybe your take. We know, uh, I get, you know, from reading that, that Rotting Ways to Misery book and just from, like, kind of uh, dating things, I guess bands like Zizma, Convulse, uh, and Disgrace um, maybe were some of, like, the first wave of Finnish death metal. I don't know, I don't know if you'd uh, see it that way. Um, but like, what were death metal bands that you were aware of when you were very young? And Demigod and Adramalik were very young. That that were like like people talk about Demilik, uh very high in very high regards now. And I just want to know what your take is on some of those other Finnish bands that are held in high regard. I think uh, you know we should uh, take all the bands high regard. But back then, we we did uh, hang out with Disgrace and Seisma guys. And uh, especially these great guys, uh, Jukka Taskinen was uh, was really really funny guy and wanted to keep touch with us all the time. And uh, Demilich, Antti Woman, uh, really funny guys and uh, really weird music. And uh, and you know they spent uh, some nights here in Loima when they went to the Peace Burned Studio in Viela, Kusenpolttama in Finnish. Uh, Aka musiikkireklaami. And, uh, and uh, 
and uh, some other bands. You know, uh, Amorphis guys, we did play uh, shows together and they still uh, know us. I saw them in this big festival in Vieto and Esa Holopainen was walking uh, just by me and he said, Hel-, uh, he was uh, like signing this autograph. And then he, ah, Moiseppo. I was like, oh, hello. Uh, <laughs> you know, it, it's it's kind of cool, you know, to, I, I look really different now. I'm old, short-haired, uh, middle-aged guy, but he, he recognized, you know, we still keep in touch if we see each other. And, uh, and the sentenced guys was really funny guys. We hang out with the, with, together. And Imbel Nazarene, Mikael Uttinen and uh, his brother, they were really, really funny guys, really good friends. Uh, and, and, you know, it was really fun time. Fun time. We, we like, kept together here. And there are also Swedish bands. Uh, uh, we, we knew, uh, maybe afflicted better because they were here playing uh, two shows that we organized and uh, and uh, some of the bands I don't remember came uh, came by boat from Sweden hmm. but uh, the, it happened that uh, Esa, Esa didn't uh, the, the story behind behind uh, I have to tell you a story behind the style of demigod after unholy domain was that Esak fed up with uh, with these uh, magazines telling uh, unholy domain is highly influenced by Swedish death metal bands mm-hmm. so Esa is really really you know you know when somebody's timber is really really uh, Esa is really uh, from, uh, I don't know the word, but Esa is, uh, he gets confused about things that uh, somebody is t- uh, um, thinking of a different way he sees things. So, uh, story behind the style was, uh, how do you say it, when when he was, he gets really angry the, the, well, about oh, these things. Around here they would say you have a short temper, and it sounds like something I'm guilty of myself. Yes, Esa, yes. <laughs> okay, Esa is really short temper when it comes to comparing uh, Finnish death metal to Swedish. So Esa wanted to put a really big line between the first Demigod album and the Swedish death metal. Mm-hmm. So and that's 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 why we we a little bit change, changed the style. <clears throat> and he asked me, "What are the best drumming styles in the world, Seppo? Don't mention any fucking Swedish." And I told him, <laughs> "You know, emo, you know, emulation, incantation, invocator from Denmark, and Sadus. How do you pronounce that band? Uh, Sadus. 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 Yeah. Yes. Yeah. You know, I told him these are the best ever drummers in the world. As I told me, you know, next time time we practice, you play like these guys. And I told him, <laughs> okay. <laughs> so that's that's what happened. <laughs> so you know. I don't remember the first your question. You have good questions. You, 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 
really nice to tell you these stories, but uh, but uh, maybe it's the middle age when you start to uh, you know remember these things and we want to remember these things. Well, so no, thank you. Th- this is this is exactly the type of stories that I'm looking for, and that I think that fans of your music would appreciate. The you know obviously this rotting ways to misery book just came out. And Finnish death metal is getting a little bit more recognition. Um, I mean, me and my friend, you know, I, I've, I'm 38 years old. I started with the tape trading in the 90s, and, and I've always been into, uh, I discovered I discovered Demigod and Adramalik and, and Demilik very early on. And kind of, you know, I've always said that Finnish death metal is its own thing mm. that deserves respect. And it kind of is, is getting there now where, where people are interested, you know? Thanks, thanks a lot. You know, we uh, we used to be like in the here back north. We are not Sweden. We are blocked here. Not band, any bands. A few bands came. You know, they came to Stockholm, but then they went somewhere in Europe. They didn't come here. You know, we were here with uh, with uh, our death metal ski- scene and thrash uh, metal scene. We have a good thrash metal from the from the 80s but nobody recognized it because we didn't know to we didn't know how to promote it or something and the Swedes and the music world didn't want us that much but uh, but you know that's true uh, I'm glad to hear I'm glad to get uh, messages from uh, from Facebook or was it messenger or, or email that uh, people still love us and love our music and are interested in us and interested interested in, in, in our music and culture and what we did back then it's you know i really appreciate it but i every time i tell the people that i'm really sorry i'm not i'm not a, an active member anymore i'm an old guy you know an old guy and uh, i should get up and go to the work and try to manage the day at work and you know you know, I, I really appreciate all the contacts. You know, but 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 uh, I'm not that active anymore. Now, but now when somebody asks, in, in like you interview, in when I can talk, I don't have to write. It's easier. It's easier. Really, much easier. But I appreciate you. You are supporting Finnish death metal. I really appreciate it. I'm really glad for for all the bands here. One one hundred percent, man, and um, uh, you know, you you put in the work, so you can sit back now and, and talk. And again, it, it's like, well, it's easier for me too because back in the nineties, I would be trying to do this as a zine, uh, which you know, I <laughs> I love a lot. I still have my box full of zines from back in the day, but these, you know, doing these podcast interviews and this sort of thing, and there's there's um like there's the Growl documentary YouTube channel there's uh, uh, Ken's Death Metal Crypt YouTube channel it's just the technology has made it a lot easier but we're all still underground uh, death metal fans and and supporters here um, so uh, quickly I just wanted to ask now because that was great insight you just gave me a lot of people uh, there's this you know the mysterious Finnish death metal sound where does it come from. And you kind of gave us some insight that a, that a little bit of it was this attitude of stop comparing us to Swedish death metal. We're our own uh, entity, you know, and it, it's it's great to hear that. Uh, it's interesting. Um, 
one one more thing that I want to ask you because um, we, we want to be respectful of your time. Uh, we you know we always close out by asking um, you to recommend some music uh, for the listeners and for us. But just one band that has come up on the podcast, kind of a very obscure Finnish band. I just want to ask if you if you remember them, if you were aware of them, <clears throat> if you were aware of them. Uh, a band Paroxysm, P A R O X Y S M. Yeah. I, I have their uh, demo. Wow. I, I still remember them. Uh, my cassettes are somewhere in the summer footage, in the storage. So I'm not uh, sure if uh, they're, uh, I can play them anymore. But uh, they are there, and I know the band. And uh, I was the only one who was, I think, at that time was a little bit interested in interesting band. band interesting band yeah yeah wow. it is interesting it is all right cause... and uh yeah yeah well uh, just because i've mentioned uh, several years ago i was able to download some of their demos on the internet and it di- it's disappeared it, it's every once in a while it's on youtube but very obscure band, and I've brought it up on the podcast, and I just wanted to see if, if you, because some people might even be think I'm making it up or something like that. But um, but they're they're real. No. Se- no. Seppo remembers them too. <laughs> He's got the demos in the summer cottage. Yeah. Um, yeah. Don't 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 mention in the podcast my my memory problems. <laughs> I I if I remember to, I hope I don't I don't forget that. Um, <laughs> But uh, so, okay, Seppo. Uh, again, we want to be respectful of your time, and we appreciate uh, all the stories you've told yeah, us. Thanks, thanks, thanks. So, just finishing thanks. up, um, can you recommend us for the listeners just any album, uh, any two albums, one older from back in the day, and one something a little bit newer? They don't have to be metal. Just any anything that inspires you and that you enjoy. Uh, an old album and a new album. Ah, uh, you know the new one. I know already. It's a new Finnish band, death metal band called Galvanizer. Galvanizer. I don't know. Do you know them? I've heard the name. I got to sit there, sit down with the album. I've definitely seen that name in promotion. You should listen to them. Uh, there is uh, my friend Willy. Uh, I know all the guys, and they they are uh, they are really good band. Really, really good band. I have seen them live once, and I was really amazed. You know, I was I I was like, you know, did did I travel back in times, somewhere <laughs> in the in the eighty nine or eighty eight in Turku in Turku Auran Panimo, where all the bands where, where was this member, uh, and bands like that. You know what what was this time time travel or what is this? You know they are really good and they they are uh, they have their own. Uh, even though they they mix up different old styles, they have still they still have their own style. So Gal- Galvanizer is uh, is the new uh, new band and the, the, all the stuff they have. Uh, but the old al- an old album maybe. Uh, let me think. Uh, uh, Fleketon. What is that? P H P H I. L I G A T O N Flegeton. Oh, fle- an old That's school, the old, one. older Finnish band, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know this P H? Uh, is it? I think it's P H P 
P-H-L-E-G-E-T-H-O-N? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah yes, 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 that one. Yes, I yes, remember yes. their album, you know, you know, uh, the only band that ever never wanted to talk with us. Huh. They wanted to play, you know, cards. It's you, you, uh, oh, yeah. Uno. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's Italian cards. <laughs> uh, they shot, you know, they they were staring at us and they shut the door. I wanted to play Uno. You know, there's a character. That's, you know, before the gig, they played the Uno for two hours or something. You know, you know, and they're, they're so weird guys and uh, weird music. Everybody should uh, listen to the music. Wow. Theirs. Wow. Okay. I, we, we should have a special night where we play Uno and listen to Fledgethon. That would be great. Yeah, 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 you do that. You do. Maybe, maybe Pratikitti will appear. I don't know. <laughs> wow. All right. But, uh, but now it's nice guys. I, I remember, I, I think they, they are decent and nice guys. Decent and nice guys. But the really weird stuff happened. Okay. Thanks. <laughs> All right. I love it. Uh, Seppo Tatila, thank you so much for your time and your stories, brother. We're, uh, thanks, like, thanks. As I told you, I'm a fan of your bands and the music you've been part of. Um, uh, we, we, we covered most of what, what I want to talk about, man. Uh, and, um, uh, you know, maybe we could uh, uh, get in touch in the future. And I would like to get in touch with some of your peers and, and talk about this stuff as well. But for today, we thank you so much for your time. Uh, and your fans, I'm sure, appreciate thank this. Thank you. Thank you, all of you. Oh, three guys here, there, and uh, I, I am really happy that uh, you guys support uh, Finnish death metal. Death metal all in all, but especially Finnish death metal. <laughs> all the best to you, brothers. Abs, all the best to you, brother, and be safe uh, in that blizzard over there, all right? I try. I try to manage. Okay. We'll okay. Be, we'll be in touch in the next week or two as we put this episode out, man. Thank you very much. Thanks, thanks. Okay, bye-bye. Thank you to our guest, uh, Seppo Tatela from uh, Luima, Finland, uh, original drummer of Demigod, um, drummer and guitarist at different points of a drama. Like, we appreciate all that insight into Finnish death metal history, man. Mm-hmm. That was, uh, that, I've been waiting to do an interview like that for a while, and we are going to reach out to some other of his Finnish death metal peers, man. But thank you to Seppo for his time. That was awesome talking to him. Yeah, really great having him on the phone. Cool dude. Yeah, very nice. Yeah, call, call, calls it like it is. Tell, tell, tells you, tells you to it how he remembers it, man. Uh, down, down to earth people, man. Um, now, uh, speaking of down to earth people, you guys are cool. You guys are like salt to the earth and all that. Thanks, man. Uh, I like you guys, but I like you better when you recommend me something cool to listen to. What's okay. up? What are you done cool. for me? Yeah, lately? all right. What's going on? What, well, get get to it. Yeah, I mean, we're off the cuff right now. So, like, what you know, what I've been listening to is. Uh, California-based uh, kind of hardcore, punky crossover band Drain. 
uh, their album California Cursed, which came out last year, on Revelation Records. Huh. Damn. Um, really fun. Like I think they're from Santa Cruz, like California hardcore, with that crossover kind of feel, like a suicidal tendencies. Reminds me a lot of. Um, Shit, like sometimes I just want to listen to a California band, but like Red Hot Chili Peppers isn't doing it. So yeah, this thing is is uh, you know, it's it's got my chance. It's got some fucking cool riffs into it. Uh, it's it's more on that hardcore side of crossover than say like a Power Trip. But I, you know, with the unfortunate yes. uh, passing of Riley, I think like this band is is kind of uh, place and time in, in the perfect spot to to really take off this year. Uh, in you know hardcore circles, this is like the most hype deal of, of the past six months, and uh, very rightfully so. Man, this, this band fucking rips. Really fun. The, one of the coolest vocal approaches, I think, too. Uh, very Pantera esque in a way, um, and creative with the uh, his his rhythmic delivery. Uh, Snarling. Um, yeah. Wow. Very very fun. Uh, so yeah, I just, this this band kind of just makes me want to wear really long white socks and then scrunch them down it's like to the ankles huh. and uh, some shorts on and well ride a boogie board through through a it, mosh pit mm. it's funny you get yeah. fashionable and you talk about um uh what would uh, uh smaller modes of transportation yeah there we go yeah. like like yeah. a boogie board because i got a little segue to spin around on that and do it all young <laughs> i i'm watching you talk about this band this california hardcore band. You're wearing a knit like winter cap, sure. Indoors when it's not cold at all. Yeah. You have a hooded sweatshirt underneath a hockey jersey. I feel like you're wearing the appropriate attire to talk about this band. I'm right now. freezing. I, I hate feel like you could be in the pit with this band. Right I now. hate the fucking winter, man. If I wasn't such a bitch, I'd be right in the pit, like right there. You know. Uh, but, uh, I, did you plant this sunny hardcore album? In the recommendations, because you got cold listening to the guy from Finland in the blizzard. Yeah, a little bit. Uh, um, There's a plant, isn't I, it? I get a little congested when we're talking about blizzards. Uh, I saw you rubbing mm. the Vicks Vapor Rub on your chest when we were thank talking you, to Seppo yeah. uh, Tatila. I, I'll, I'll try to hide it better next time, but thank you for noticing. Yeah, I, I, I noticed. Yeah, I noticed. so, you know, fucking California, you know. Um, very fun band. Really sick. Uh, suicidal is where I kind of put this. Yeah, so kind of an updated. Um, yeah, I see what you're a little yeah. bit of a historical uh, sound, I guess you could say, man, um, dating back to some of those older bands. Like a little bit of, like a little bit old, but a little bit modern, too, man. Yeah. This crossover stuff nowadays, I don't even know if the, if the sound is modern or clear. I don't know what to call it, but, yeah, they're, they're doing it. Like, you don't know if the metal makes it old school or if the metal makes it modern. It's it's hard to tell what it's, kind of a crunch it is. Yeah, it's, it, if, you're, if you're coming from metal, it makes it old school, but if you're coming from hardcore, it's like, wow, that's... I haven't heard that before. That's new. Interesting. Yeah. Was that a riff? Yeah. <laughs> Listen to all these strings. Look, I'm having so much fun right now. <laughs> right? Oh, yeah. 
I got Inveracity. Nice. From the Inveracity of Athens, Greece. Ooh. Right in there. Dead Congregation. You guys heard of this band? Pretty big right now. Yeah, yeah uh, I, I actually right? saw them live uh, several years ago. Shout out to Paulo. Paulo is responsible for me knowing who Dead Congregation is. I am a poser. I'm not, I'm not flexing. No, you. Yeah, you're because I, uh, I. I've seen that name around and I, I've heard their music. It's, it's it's good. I appreciate when anything pops off that's heavy. But uh, this is a band that started before that band. Okay, this is um, Dead Congregation would be the second form or. Um, evolution of this um that's interesting this is inveracity is the brutal technical death metal um very much akin to malignancy or severe torture just clanging basses and and blast beats and uh rhythms that are catching you off guard it's just brutal as fuck screaming through a coffee can kind of sound yeah and i've been listening to this one and in my research i found out that there is a tie i think three of the members uh left this band and went on to do dead congregation i'm not sure of all the history there but i gotta say this album is killer this should have popped off back this, in 2003 yeah this, this production is just so tight condensed it's just it's perfect for this style kind of pink little bit pingy brutal death metal very reflective of the, the, the or was it what year was this? Uh, this is two thousand three on Unmatched was, Brutality Records. Shout out to Jamie say, Bailey. Yeah, I was gonna say early two thousands. This is just like a lot of lot of stuff that was modern for that era. This is the sound, man. Wow, interesting that these guys went on to do Dead Congregation, which is more of a uh, maybe in the realm of your incantation and your immolation, more kind of dirty, atmospheric death metal than this kind of straightforward approach. Yeah, I mean, Dead Congregation deals with the, you know, the, the blasphemy, kind of God-hating, ritualistic yeah. kind of death metal. A- and angels rotting away and falling down. Exactly. It's raining, it's raining angels. This is more like um, murder therapy in a way. Like, yeah. you know, it's mm-hmm. when you want to pretend that you, you know, you want to kill everyone around you. Good old-fashioned murder death metal. Exactly. Mm-hmm. In fact, the cover is just, uh, you know, like the most, this is a murder. Thank you. <laughs> a return to normalcy. Thank you. Turn no, around, but uh, Justin, take my, yeah, the, the cover. I trust you. Yeah, yeah, it's just a woman getting her uh, neck slit. Kind of like Dario Argento. Yeah. Not like over the top. Not breaking like the wheel. on blood. Yeah. Uh, style, um, just mm-hmm. totally disgusting. Not wretched spawn. Just a classic kill. Yeah, we can, we could still imagine that woman as a well paid actor in mm-hmm. a uh, slasher flick. Exactly, mm-hmm. posing for the photo yeah. op. Just uh, this is fantasy stuff. This is yes. a great take on a true crime podcast right now. Just describing murder album covers. We just got ten billion more downloads because <laughs> you mentioned true crime. Yeah, true. Uh, yeah, that's hashtag a, true. Hashtag true crime. But uh, the only true crime here is that Inveracity's circle of perversion did not take off in 2003. Uh, it's a true crime if anybody missed what Tom just did right there. He's spinning that segue fancy right now. Check it out. Okay, tough guy. 
Uh, this recommendo, um, I specifically, I'm going to shout it out to uh, Dan Olivencia because today we interviewed Seppo from Demigod and Adramalek uh, and bands that I used to worship and still do uh, in the late 90s and the early 2000s along with my friend Dan Olivencia who used to be in BioLich with me, shout out to him, um, were uh, uh, Adramalek, Demigod, but also I want to throw this in the mix here, um, Murder God from Portland, Oregon was one of our, um, I, I, somebody dubbed, I want to say the dude Jay from up in Massachusetts I used to tape trade with, dubbed me the Murder God demos back in the early 2000s. And I just have some good memories playing this in my old car, uh, driving back and forth for BioLitch rehearsals and shows, and, and me and Dan were kind of geeking on this and still talk about it sometimes. Murder God is a very obscure band that put out three demos, two in 95, one in 96, if I got it right, uh, from Portland, Oregon. Uh, it's got uh, some mysterious members that went by different names, uh, but some guys uh, crossed over. You, the, the bands Engorged, Frightmare, um, uh, uh, Lord Gore. Uh, there's there's some some crossover elements with. Uh, Is there a Maniac Neil in here? Well, that's the thing. If you look up uh, uh, Murder God, they all go by Corpse Dominator gotcha. and and Goat's Ass Rapist on guitar and vocals. So wow, yeah, yeah there's really? but uh, but you know the fans can do the research. But this is really uh, the music sets it apart. This is death metal music from the mid nineties, ninety five, ninety six that stands completely apart. I could you can't really compare it and say it sounds like this. It sounds like that. Uh, the thing that's like it strikes me in a similar way to how Cryptopsy, uh, it's got the you know the the drummer is insane in this band and it's a lot faster than bands were known for being in general at that at that time. Um, it's got one of the fastest, tightest drummers, especially for the period. Uh, it's it's just really brutal and at the same time catchy, kind of death metal with a blackened edge. If anything, it's like death grind. It's just hyper blasting, brutal death metal that doesn't stop. Uh, but it's it's this is just a, a bar above everything else, and it's one of those bands where they just put out three demos. They never really got that name recognition that that a lot of other bands get, and it's something that I really got to wholeheartedly recommend to our listeners. We also brought a paroxysm from Finland in that um, interview just now with Sapo, and that's another band that, although it's a completely different sound, kind of faded into obscurity. I know these uh, Murder God. Uh, demos were collected onto a compilation CD, uh, God Destroyer Deluxe, in, two, in God Destroyer Deluxe in 2014. So you can take a look for that. Maybe it's sold out. Maybe it's not. But uh, just a totally obscure, undercredited thing that you probably don't hear about a lot is the Murder God demos from uh, the mid '90s in Portland, Oregon. Check them out, man. Uh, Death Grind um, uh, ahead of the game and um, a little bit above above par. Okay, uh, listen, um, I really hope you guys check out all the recommendations, but especially mine, because mine was more important. I mean, mine was no, sick. Mine was sick. Yo, you guys had the sick recommendations. I'm that just joking. One, yeah, the, the first one yeah, had me ready to get on a skateboard, but I exceed the maximum weight limit. Uh, I got the, the, 
The guys in engineering are working on that. They're, yeah, it was cool. It was a cool recommendation. Then you mentioned Red Hot Chili Peppers, and I decided yeah. to stop listening to all the shit we talk about yeah, and just, just, just listen, listen to, that. to that. Just focus on that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I am going to wear a uh, Afterbirth logo face mask on my genitals mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> in tribute to the Red Hot, the Red Hot Chili Peppers. Uh, everybody, thank you. Shout no, out. Uh, listen, Red Hot Chili Peppers uh, getting chopped up, cooked, and put. Into um, uh, cans uh, at my house and stored. That's mm. what we're doing. Uh, we're, we're, we're not talking about the band in any fashion or form. We're talking about cooked uh, preserved peppers this winter. So when it snows, you have something nice to munch on. Somebody else doing something nice when it snowed. Today, we had a big old blizzard out there in uh, the country of Finland. My man Seppo Tatila from uh, Loima, Finland, made time for us. Even, even getting through the blizzard, driving back from work in Helsinki, uh, he did it. He talked to us all about Demigod and Adromalik and about Finnish death metal, and we appreciate him for that. Good guy, man. Awesome. Uh, yeah, what a cool dude. Yeah. Top. And I, um, we're not endorsed by this Rotting Ways to Misery book. I just bought mm-hmm. it, reading it, enjoy it. Good to know about. Yeah. A lot of great bands from Finland. So uh, it's just a, it's just a you know a regular kind of plug. It's not like we're getting endorsed by them. But we will take free books or whatever if you want to endorse us. But uh, somebody who does endorse us wholeheartedly are Patreon Pledges. Yeah, dogs. Thanks, guys. Yes. Thanks to you guys. Shout out to you. Uh, Heavyholepodcast.com is where you can go if you want links to the the Patreon and find out what's cooking. You get bonus episodes every month. You get links to videos, uh, little clips, snips, things like that that we cut out. You know, you know only the Patreon people get. Uh, sometimes we give you a preview of who's coming down the pipeline, and you can ask them a question or two. We didn't do that tonight because uh, this is a top secret flex. On the death metal community mm-hmm, today, mm-hmm. flexing behind curtains. So. Yeah, oh, uh, and we're and and we just planted a foot in Finland. We're not leaving yet. Um, but no, seriously, shout out to our guest Seppo, and shout out to everybody in the Finnish death metal scene and everyone supporting us. Uh, Heavyholepodcast.com is where you go. You want to check out more content on Patreon. Uh, what do you want? Merch? We got merch. What's going on with that? We have merch. We sure do. Get uh, get Heavyholepodcast.com slash shop. T-shirts, patches in stock now. Wow. Go buy them. Wow. That's one big step for Heavy Hole Podcast. Yep. One four extra large step for Big Will. Yeah. Yeah. I hope I got that size. It's okay. We'll take four of them and cut them. You sew them together. I've done it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I, right. I, have a, I have a crazy looking mortician shirt from the same process. Um, yeah. All right. Bring yeah. that in. Yeah. Show the class that. Yeah. Listen, just give me a sewing machine and I'm good. Uh, I'll go to the summer cottage, summer cottage, and whip it up for you. Um, but uh, yeah, and all the social media links are there. You follow us on Facebook, on Instagram. I do the cute little Instagram lives with the people every Sunday night now. Mm-hmm. I've been showing off records, showing off merch. I might show off my lyric books or my old zine collection. Who knows what we'll get into? It'll be crazy. Um, but uh, yeah, Instagram live every Sunday night, eight PM Eastern time with Big Will. Uh, so shoot us a line. Um, uh, maybe maybe you want to talk it out. Uh, we got a voicemail number. Go to heavyholepodcast.com. The voicemail is right there. Give us a call. Leave us a message. Tell us what's going on in your part of the world. You recommend us some music for, for once. We've been recommending you all this music for years and years. And you got you guys got to start recommending me some music. You got to start telling me what to listen to. I'm oh, tired. Boy. Okay. Mm-hmm. okay. All right. All right. I'll, all right. I'll chill out. I'll chill out. I'll chill out. All right. A little, little bit of the old day drinking got me. I, you know, I'm saying we were talking about short tempers before. I, I got a little short temper. It's all right. Uh, but listen, seriously, um, thank you to everybody. Uh, Heavyholepodcast.com. Um, I got nothing left to say. You guys got to jump in here. You, you let me hang. I can't even. I can't even. Uh, 
compete with this energy right now. I'm sorry, guys. I came in flying uh, today because we're doing. We, we did it ahead of schedule. It's a daytime episode because we had to account for the time zone in Finland. It's 12 noon here. Uh, and I, I need to take a Valium or something next yeah. time we do a date because I'm like fl- I'm coasting right now. Absolutely. Well, that's okay. Oh. Maybe just one. 